The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 13th chapter. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there, while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since they had no depths of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches, it, snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while. And when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word and it yields nothing. But as for what was grown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm so excited to wrestle with the word and proclaim the word to you this day. I'm not gonna give you a bunch of cool illustrations or cute stories. After all, the gospel lesson today is a story. It is an illustration, so I'm not gonna give you an illustration about illustration. We're just gonna talk about this parable of the sower. But I am gonna tell you that um, what we're gonna do with this parable could be life-changing today. I'm, I, I, I don't mean to overextend or ex, you know, create unrealistic expectations, but what we're gonna do is we're gonna look at this parable and, and we're gonna look at it as law, okay? We're gonna look at it as law. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean um, do's, don'ts, commandments, directives, and Jesus preaches the law a lot. He gives us direction, he gives us counsel, he gives us this is how to live. And in the Lutheran world, okay, so if you're not a Lutheran and you're here, that's great. We, we, Lutheran is not a religion. It's, not a, it's an expression of Christianity. We call Lutheran a movement within the church for the gospel. So we're not some you know, special church. We are part of the one holy Catholic apostolic church, Catholic meaning universal, not heretic, preaching the truth about Christ's church. So, but in our Lutheran perspective, we say there are two uses of the law. Say two uses. And we're going to look at this parable through both uses of the law. We're going to look at it as law. We're going to ask the question if there's gospel here, and I think there is. But, but usually, I won't say always, but when usually when Jesus is talking parables, he's preaching the law. So... 
We're going to talk about two uses of the law. Two uses of all of those do's and don'ts and like I say, commandments. The Ten Commandments certainly is law, but really anytime God is giving us an expectation, giving us boundaries, that is the law. And so let's take a look at the first use of the law. The first use, we say, is a guide. It sets boundaries. It points the direction. It shows us how to live. And the first use is particularly helpful once you've become a Christian because we still have that old part in us. Remember last few weeks, we've talked about Romans 6, we're set free from sin, and yet Romans 7, last week, we still have another law at work in us. We do the thing we don't want to do, we don't do the thing we want to do, and Paul's wrestling, so we have that old nature still in us. Well, that first use of the law, giving direction, is particularly helpful to that old person. Because that old person is always wanting to push the limits. The old person is always looking at what's it going to do for me. And that turned inward, selfish old self needs the law. Of course, the rest of the world needs the law, but we don't have time to talk about them at the moment. We're going to just talk about you and me. So let's look at the parable that Jesus teaches and gives us today as the first use of the law. So, the first soil. Path. Seed falls on a path. And birds come. And of course, Jesus gives us the explanation. He gives us an explanation of the illustration, so we'll just go with what he says. The devil comes and takes away the soil. Now what... The first use needs to tell you when it comes to the law is that there is a devil, there is an evil force that wants to get rid of faith in your heart and in your mind. And how's that going to happen? The devil is going to get rid of the word. How many times have I talked to you about how the reason we're here is to hear the word corporately. You can do that at home by reading the scriptures. You can do that home lots of ways too. But in particular, we come here because we want the word to come into our ears because that's where faith comes from. It's not a one-and-done type of thing. So we get our faith nurtured. Now, what does the devil want to do? It wants to snatch that word away. So we should be aware of that, shouldn't we? Did you realize that you are in a life and death battle when it comes to your faith? We get, we're kind of live comfortable lives and we go on and we think we're fine. But you need to know there is an evil force trying to destroy your faith. Don't forget that. Jesus says this. Okay. Second soil. The rocky ground. The tribulations. And what we need to know it. Faith, is faith going to be easy? Did Jesus promise us a rose garden? (laughs) Actually, he said, if you're going to follow me, you're going to have opposition. It's not going to go easy with you in the world. The world has its values, and now you have different values. You actually care about some things the rest of the world doesn't care about. Actually, being a Christian is incredibly fulfilling, incredibly beautiful and wonderful and a huge comfort, but it's also way harder than not from a certain perspective. People will persecute you. They will look down upon you. 
Christians come in all different kinds of flavors now. And there are some Christians that I'm not really crazy about. And I get lumped in with those folks. But that's the way it is. We need to be bold that we, we follow Christ. We are Christians. We are people of the way. And we can be a witness to that. And when we are, we're going to be persecuted. There's going to be tribulation. You should know that. Sorry if, to ruin your day. Okay, we're going to put up a survey here, I think. The survey results. Um, and so whenever you guys can get that up, that's great. The third soil is the thorny. The stuff that falls into the, the, the thorns is the cares of the world. And we've got a lot of those. So I want to just let you preach at this point. And, and look what we've got up there. So the big words have multiple responses that said those. It seems like tired is the biggest one. That's interesting. Peer pressure, kids' sports, health, too busy, money worries. Look at all those. Vacation. <laughs> I like the top one. Unfocused, overstimulated. <laughs> Family cooperation, bike ride. I had one person tell me just up front that after COVID, they, during COVID, they started going a walk, a long walk, hike every Sunday, and they're not letting anything get in the way of that. Nothing wrong with a long hike, but Sunday morning? Deadlines, interruptions, caregiving. My humanness. Breakfast with friends. Pretty sure that the men's club at Gold Mountain always has their tournaments on Sunday morning. Well, you can just see it. There are all kinds of cares of this world. So the first use of the wall of the law of Jesus' teaching should hit us kind of hard and say, look, what is your priority? Is your priority hearing God's word? And the preaching of it, not neglecting it, as Luther says is the meaning of the third commandment, remember the Sabbath day, it's not about a specific day, it's about hearing God's word. Where, where is it in our priorities? Where is it after COVID, my goodness? You know, like I've been saying, we're still 100 less per Sunday than we were before COVID in these pews. Now, I don't know, people are watching it online and all that. You do with that what you will. So there you go, there's... The first use of the law, it says here, this is what it looks like to be a disciple. Be careful about these things. You've got to make part. It's tough. And then good soil is the one who understands the word, who hears it, understands it. We're going to get to that more in a minute. All right, but now let's go to the second use of the law. And if you can get this, I believe me, you can start reading the Bible and it's going to be a joy. If you can get the difference between the first and the second use of the law, there's two uses there's two uses of the law, and there's a ton of law in the scripture. Most Christians don't understand how to distinguish these. The second use, I love this picture, <laughs> is the law accuses you. That's why it's there. If you thought you were okay and you were righteous on your own, you've got another thing coming. And the law comes on and asks the question, and I bet you you were already asked this question, what kind of soil am I? Am I the good soil? Boy, I sure can relate to the thorny soil. Uh, sometimes that rocky soil. 
I get so excited and then I just don't follow through. Man, the good soil? Am I the good soil? There's a passage that you didn't hear in between that I've got to put up here for you. It's, it's a strange passage. Jesus, in between, is asked, why do you tell, why do you speak in parables? And Jesus, and I'll try and summarize it, basically says, to you folks on the inner circle, I'm giving understanding, but to the rest of the world, they're not going to get it. And in fact, I'm teaching this parable to, to seemingly shut their ears and keep them from seeing and keep them from believing. Why would Jesus do that? In Mark, it doesn't just say, as you look here, um, uh, this is why I speak to them in parables at the very end there, because seeing they do not... In Mark, it says, in order that, seeing that they do not see, it's almost like Jesus teaches so that they won't see. Now, what is going on here? And this is an incredibly vexing thing, but my understanding of it is that, well, Jesus is preaching the law to help us see that we can't see, we can't hear, we can't measure up. And so it's kind of like his parable is putting us to death, at least putting our presumption of righteousness and that we can do it. And so often we look at Jesus' teachings and we go, oh, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, which you should, that's the first use of the law. But then ultimately, if you're honest at all, you go, wow, have I missed the mark. I love the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5 through 7, but boy, I, it's got a lot of first use of the law there, but boy, the second use just hits me like a freight train. I'm sorry, I don't take my cloak and give it to this other person in need, and, and I don't, I, there's so much I don't do. And so where we end up is kind of despairing, but a good kind of despairing, a despairing in our own ability to do it on our own. I know that was a repetition. It exposes our dire situation and our need for gospel, for Jesus. And if you're thinking, I don't know about it, Pastor Bill, I'm not sure you're going, let's just take the good soil. Maybe in our best day we're decent soil, but have you produced 30-fold? Have you produced 60-fold? How about 100-fold? How are you doing with that? When I look at that, I go, I'm happy to get out of bed in the morning and do a few good things. Aren't you? A hundredfold? I'm not the good soil. I'm in deep trouble. And so where's the good news? Where's the good news? Well, here's the cool news. I think this is there in the parable. What, tell me, what intelligent, smart, planning farmer just goes out and throws seed into thorns? How about the rocky soil? Who would ever do that? And for goodness sake, not on the path where everybody's walking. What kind of sower is God? He's, but this is the good news. Is God, you think you're not, you're, you're the thorny soil this morning? All those words that we had up there, it's like, yeah, I, all of those. <laughs> you know, well, join the club, but guess what? That doesn't keep God from putting the soil in your heart. Yeah, 
You know, be careful about those thorns. But here's the thing. God throws the soil all over to everybody, to people who are good, who are bad, who are young, who are old, who are in the in-group and the out-group, and whatever labels we want to put. God sows the seed through Christ Jesus, puts the word in our hearts. He doesn't stand back and say, hmm, oh, Scott's been a good person this week, so. Or Lynn's been a good person, so I'll give her some seed. No, God just, and that's what happened right there. He died for all. Paul says it. If you're feeling a little condemnation, that second use of the law by hearing this parable of the sword today, guess what? Go right to Romans 8.1 that you heard this morning. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You and the faith of your baptism have been put into Christ. And because of that, there's no condemnation for you. Even Jesus' words when he speaks law doesn't condemn you. Now they take you to his cross. When he says, follow me, he didn't just say, do what I do. He said, go to where I'm going and look and see and believe and trust in what I'm doing for you. When I go to Jerusalem and die on that cross and I'm raised on the third day. You see, you are in him. And I want to tell you something. Not because of anything you've done. You are good soil. You've been given understanding. What is the good soil? The one who understands. You just got it. You just got the understanding because you just heard the gospel. In the Old Testament, understanding, this is such a cool little tidbit to end, it's always a gift. Understanding is always something God gives for us, and so you've been given it. You've been given the gospel. Jesus died for you. He died for your sins and was raised to make you right and good and perfect. Maybe what happens in this moment is what we do every day in our gardens when you've got that clay, hard stuff. What do you do? You put, anyway, you finish it. Amen. <laughs>